This is the Business Tech Playbook, your source for IT help for your business. BJ, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkahs, all of the ones in between, because when they're listening to this, it's going to be after all of those. Right. They're totally going to be listening to this and it's not even going to be, I don't know, it might be President's Day or something. But at the end of the day, like this was recorded between Christmas and New Year's. You think it's going to be a wrap up? It's going to be more like a wrap down, throw a beat. Well, you know, if we really have to start doing, you know, Gangster's Paradise or something, you know, we can we can certainly do that. We should be the people to do an IT parody of Gangster's Paradise. I may or may not have had ChatGPT write me one already. Oh, wow. Um, uh, do you have that handy? Because uh, this is a great time. And this is the end of the year wrap up for those that are listening. Uh, if you've joined uh, us for the last, I don't know, 17 episodes, thank you for joining us. We're going to do wrap ups. And then, of course, because it's January, we have to do our goals and things that we're going to try to do for the podcast and our businesses. But. Uh, yeah, if you had that Gangster's Paradise verse uh, for at least the end of the podcast or maybe oh, yeah, some, yeah. some hidden bonus for the Discord, that'd be fantastic. So I wrote it about, actually I did Rock Superstar by Cypress Hill. Do you know that? Well, as long as song? you didn't do a song by Peaches. Also, don't Google that. Oh, no. No, no. No, I okay. did not do a song by uh, Peaches. Okay. But it was, uh, so one of the tools we used is called Roost and it's a process automation tool. And I promise we're going to have those people on the podcast. Yeah, we, they're, they're, they're amazing. But basically... Uh, you want to be a code superstar, live a large house. Yeah, whatever. It <laughs> it was, well, I'll post a link on the podcast show notes. Uh, that it maybe isn't something you should actually read, but it's pretty funny nonetheless. Well, let's, uh, let's begin a recap. What do you have in mind, my friend? Oh, goodness. So it's just honestly, it, this was just thinking through some of the, um, we had, we had 17 podcasts we recorded this year, eight. 18 or 19, if you count this one, I don't know. 17 released is ultimately where we ended up, right? We covered everything from, you know, some of your, some of your best security steps that you need to take for cyber insurance, what should IT do for you, VoIP, how to pick hardware, pranks, on and offboarding of users. Honestly, it's been a really good year. And we I've been kind of dreading thinking about what to do for the podcast because we've talked about so much stuff. And so a lot, a lot of our conversations are around what are we going to do for 2024 and to keep things going and better. And it dawned on me, we really need to refocus on Brian, the CFO, and maybe Brianna, or what was our office manager's name? I'll have to look it up. It was another B for sure. Well, we can go with Brian and Brianna. It's, it's just thinking through like, what does next year bring? And a lot of it will be just revisiting what what Brian and Brianna would need to know to keep their company running. And our goal is to hopefully keep it simple, jargon-free, and straightforward. And, and hopefully, over the next couple of months, we start getting a lot more questions from our, our listeners about things that would help them understand how to better make decisions in IT. Something I've talked about with more than a few other MSP colleagues is like, we don't typically lose deals because they go with somebody else right? We almost always lose the deal because people just don't make a decision. And so a lot of part of why we built this podcast was to help partly myself have better language skills around IT, better explanation, better ways to self-train people how to make good decisions in IT. And so have that be part of my sales process, just explain things more fully in non-technical manners. And it's easy in IT to be to immediately go to the technical answer and it's you know realistically it's continuing to drive the point home here's what types of decisions you need to make here's 
the direction you need to help your company go. And, and I'm hoping that you, you know, our podcast will be part of that for you. Indecision. Uh, I think we've explained this in the last 17 episodes. Indecision is the issue that uh, most people have. If you make a wrong decision, you got data from it, you alter direction and you change course, it may have cost you money, but not as much as fumbling around and having stuff uh, go the wrong way and you can't collect that data. So in the sales process, just to give a little uh, uh, cue on what BJ has uh, and other MSPs deal with is, at least good MSPs deal with, is it's not the car salesman where they show up and like, oh, you didn't like the car. You know, maybe someone else has a car for you. It's the lack of, they know they need someone. They don't know how business affecting it is not having someone on your side. And then we'll make that contact. Then, uh, down the road, something will break and be like, you know what? I really should have onboarded either an IT person as in the department or an MSP to have them already take care of this stuff. And now that I'm working in an emergency, there there isn't a lot they can do. They have to now work with downtime. They have to now address this as reactive instead of proactive. And it costs you X-fold much uh, more money. And that's the unfortunate part of our sales process is we go there, we explain what we can do for you. Then they, they it's not like they're going to another competitor. They're just kind of sitting on their hands going, I don't know if I'm, I want to be a big boy today. And then well, they have to deal with consequences later. Completely. Well, I literally had a prospect get referred to us a couple of weeks ago and they had been down for three days when they finally called us. And it's at that point is not the time to have the MSP conversation, right? I jumped and took care of it. And I actually helped them get fully back up and running in about two hours because that's leaving somebody down just really doesn't sit well with me, right? Their existing IT person just didn't return their calls for three days, like hard down. And they're not a huge company, but still seven, eight employees. They're probably one to $3 million a year. You figure there, that's three, $4,000 a day of lost productivity pretty easily. Like I had them back up and running in like two hours from the time they called me. And that was lucky. We it's not that we can do that. We're not sitting here telling you and it's promising true. you that we have a magic wand and can no. do that. That's a very unique situation where he was lucky enough to know the one piece. But mo- most of the time, when they call us and they've been down for three days, we don't know what's going on. And it's going to take time to identify onboard Absolutely. tools, figure out your network, because we want to do that beforehand so we're ready when that happens. Well, and our clients just don't have that experience, Right. So if a client's building was completely gone now, we could have them up and running in a failover data center in about three hours. Like their building is gone and they can keep running. That's how we work. And that's that's how your MSP or your IT company should work. And so it's, sorry, I started wandering off. But honestly, I'm, I'm having, part of why I brought that up is like, so then I've, I have since proposed to fully managed for them. And they're just like, wow, that's super expensive. And I'm like, well, I get that, that you're not used to spending this kind of money on it, but you probably should have been. Because if you had been, you wouldn't be in this situation. And, and so sometimes we get lucky re- and show that, mm-hmm. hey, here's the, you know, when you called me last time and how much it cost you, that was, you know, that or, and more of that budget. But right. yeah, that's more of what we want to uh, plan is focusing on uh, Brianna and Brian through the uh, following episodes through 2024, giving uh, more tools to you guys to help make decisions. We're going to bring on more guests. I know that uh, Absolutely. we're going to have, uh, we're going to be reaching out to Huntress. We're going to try to have them on and show what uh, EDR is. Uh, you keep talking about this Roost tool, but we have to have these people on. Roost is a lot of our magic here at ETOP. We, uh, we live and breathe in the Roost tool and using a tool like Roost or Roost itself can save 
all different types of money on the IT side, but even can be used to stretch past that. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll get them on on for sure. But also well, we need to talk about uh, you know changes that we're going to be doing as a company here for ETOP and uh, you know tooting mm-hmm. our own horn a little bit. <laughs> well, you know if we don't toot our own horn, what's the point? I kid. At the end of the day, our goal is not to be salesy. It's literally just to explain what each of these things means and help people have better a better understanding of what decisions they need to make. One of the things that would be really awesome, Robbie, is as we work through the next year, is I would like to ha- dedicate a month to possibly even talking about different control sets like NIST 800-171. I know these are, these are real page turners and uh, people please don't be bored and look away for them. But our goal, honestly, another one would be CIS Controls V8. They can sound boring upfront. And to be honest, if you actually read them, they are. We're going to tell you why it matters. But we're going to tell you why it matters. We're going to tell you how to effectively implement. And the goal is to not necessarily implement every single thing in day one. It's to choose two or three things that are going to have the biggest ROI for your business, help you align more fully with the, the, the control set that you've chosen. And once you've done that, it's going to set you up for just absolute success. I know one of them that we've uh, talked about a little bit before is also getting an expert on talking about... Uh Oh, what uh, what protocol was it for compliance for taking payments? My brain. Oh, payroll processing. Oh, uh, not payroll. Sorry, payment processing. My brain apparently has dropped off as well. So you'd be dealing a lot with PCI compliance. That's the one. Yep. So that um, that's a big uh, question, and that's going to be pushed mm-hmm. super hard in 2024 for people that they're going to be finding out. Hey, I need to be compliant. What does that mean? Uh, we can certainly help you out with that as well. Well, and compliance is being driven by a lot of different fronts. And so you're dealing with PCI compliance has been around for a long time, right? But you're seeing a lot heavier enforcement on the technology side that you didn't used to see. And you're seeing the same thing with HIPAA. You're seeing the same thing with FINRA, some new CMMC. I apologize. Tons of different acronyms just came at you. Well, imagine that you're, it's your local government. Let's just pretend another subject to, to try to really paint the picture here. Your local government says that you need to be compliant for handicap uh, entry. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you this, and for five, six, seven, eight years, no one followed up, right? Maybe you did have a handicap parking spot. Maybe you had a handicap entrance for, for your local town or city, and suddenly that's required. Now they're finally going through and saying, hey, you need to prove to us that you're already certified or we're going to send people out there. So now exactly. uh, where there's tools that actually test to make sure that you're compliant, go through the, the whole measurements, and we'll, uh, we'll deep dive that one for sure. Exactly. Well, there, there's, there's a ton of compliance coming down the pipe, and we're, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun for us. Hopefully, it's not too painful for you, our listener, because it's coming. The changes are happening whether it's insurance, whether it's government, whether it's your upstream vendor, it's coming. It's just, it's one of the big decisions you need to make is what are you going to align yourself with and push forward? And frankly, who are you going to partner with to make it happen? Now, what are some uh, some goals that we have at ETOP this year? This is where I get to, uh, you know, poke, uh, poke the boss to see what's coming down the pipe myself. Oh, dang. <laughs> that um, we can talk about publicly, mind you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, internally, our goal is to add between 6 to 12 new clients in 2024. So, for us, that has a pretty big impact on, like, our top and bottom lines. But we're also pretty selective on who we bring on, which is way more impactful for the business because it allows us to be a little bit choosy about who we work with. We're, we're hungry but not starving as a company. And so, that, that's one of my big goals is 
personally is to go to add in you know six to twelve really really solid clients as far as company goals that is one of them we've been going through and helping our clients upgrade their licensing for office 365 and as a result like we're able to go through and it's allowing us to reduce our tool sprawl it companies msps have just massive amounts of sprawl and and just to elaborate on this this is something that we try to do on a yearly uh, uh task to touch our customers is see what tools they've used what processes and how we can already incorporate stuff that they're already paying for to do it to make it easier it's uh, kind of our, our big check-in. We check in with the customers multiple times a year, but you know we try to find most of our customers slower season. Like for instance, January, not going to be tax professional slow season. Let me tell you that. But uh, other companies that we have will have slow seasons check in and sometimes we can save them X thousands of dollars monthly on their exactly. tool set just because we already have a new tool that was brought in in 2023 from Microsoft they didn't have before. And that's a very real thing. Microsoft and Google's uh, tool suites continually grow. And we have to not only keep ourselves up to date, but then know, uh, let our customers know, hey, this is part of your package you already use. This could really change your business. No, absolutely. And for us, so some of it is the less tool sprawl we have, the more efficiently we're using the tools we have, right? And so I, that's part of what we are going to be doing internally. We're really doing our best to minimize our tool changes this year other than a couple of very select things, just because it's it's a lot of work to migrate things without a lot of upside, unless it's like a really big... Now, you, you gave me a real cheesy mantra, but I really appreciate it. Let's do it. You, you said that less is more this year. It, it seems but, like that's wait, wait, just wait, wait. A, a guy... Less is more in 24. Less is more in 24. Uh, now, not only is that a bad dad joke, but most people can take that as, oh, we're just being cheap and trying to save money. Uh, honestly, no. Uh, yes, onboarding new solutions and doing changes costs money, but we Absolutely. need to polish and figure out uh, how to really onboard the most of the tools we have. And when you're in a continual cycle of change, you're really not getting the most out of it. So polishing down the processes and making sure they're mapped to the tools that we have. Like right now, we introduced this last year a uh, sweet automation button for a lot of our simpler tasks day-to-days. And it's good, but I, I know in the next coming months internally for us, it's going to be great. Uh, that's one example. I wish we could tell you more, but, you know, we have secret sauce. You know, we don't want to... Just a tiny bit. We don't want to tell you how our engines work and be Toyota. We want to want to help you out where we can. But honestly, taking time and then, and just improving what we already have goes a long way and then helps on change fatigue a little bit if you take a, take a break, step back, and, and really refine your process. Well, to kind of your point, I'll, I'll spill a little bit of the secret sauce because... Oh, boy. I'm glad you're doing oh, it, man. not me, because then know, I'm not right? to blame. I'm, I'm allowed to. I don't get in trouble as much. Good. They can't fire me if I get at the, basically. So one of the tools we use, Roost specifically, is launching something called an app platform. And what that means is it's going to allow us to launch basically portal sites for our clients. And if people are like, ooh, yay, another portal. Well, the goal is to centralize everything that we can into one simple dashboard. But like, think through this. If we can centralize your companies SaaS applications as much as possible into one dashboard even if it's just a launching off point now you can submit a ticket you can review your tickets you can see where anything is at at any given time and you also can get to all of your tools internally at your company oh 
now that we have stuff integrated into your company, now you can fire up automations for yourself. So the goal over the next one to two years is to really build out our ability to build automations for clients. And so now, now you can save time. Like not only are we doing the IT support, now we're becoming like your business analyst where we're actually, we understand your business process top to bottom and we're able to drive automations into your organization. Oh, we got an email from XYZ engineering firm. We need to do, here's the process that needs to be followed. Now you forward that email box into, you forward that email into help desk. It picks up on the proper keywords in it and it just does the whole thing. Like it's, that's the direction we are trying to go. Yeah. It's not, not just being IT support. It's, it's instead of having to hire another person, we automate it for you. Less is more than 24. That's less is more baby. Oh, oh man. Again, we're not marketing people. <laughs> yeah. Less is more in 24. That's right. Um, one of the things that we are adding on is we're adding in a vulnerability management tool. So we're going through and it's going to allow us to align our clients much more effectively with CIS controls, specifically IG1 and IG2. And so the vulnerability management reporting is part of that. It's not sexy, but I'm gonna, it's absolutely critical. I'm going to roll those back that now have uh, glossed eyes o- uh, over their face. <laughs> what we have to do on uh, our clients, not just to make sure that they're compliant because someone told us to, but because we need to make sure that our whole job is you pay us monthly to make sure that you have no downtime. So to make sure that you have no downtime, we need to make sure that all of your assets, your computers, your servers, your entire network is as uh, less vulnerable as possible. So we do vulnerable aud- uh, vulnerability audits. Those audits tell us things that maybe were left on by accident. Maybe something wasn't removed that someone uh, had uh, before we started them. Maybe a setting was turned off by mistake. I mean, literally hundreds if not thousands of possibilities and we have Mm -hmm. to go through long manual checklists to figure out these types of vulnerabilities that may be uh, set on your network this is part of our responsibilities and to make that better uh, we're giving a dashboard where it can automatically do an audit for us bring all of the things to attention and then we instead of being the guys trying to find it we can switch to the guys trying to fix it and have our tools do that for us that's huge uh, Absolutely. And that's, that's huge. Instead of a manual process, having it picked up as soon as the setting was gone. To give you an example, let's pretend that uh, so-and-so, this is something that changed from one of our tools that automatically assess. Someone said that they wanted to go to this cool new SaaS app and they wanted a free trial. They clicked yes, and then the app automatically, like on your phone, asks for all of your company's permission. They want to access your email, your contacts, your calendar. That, for us, is a security vulnerability. You're giving up all of your private information to this app so it can work for this free, cool tool. That's a nightmare for us because that's giving away company information. So as soon as that button was hit, it immediately sends us a report saying that this happened and then audits the rest to see if there's anybody else doing it instead of us picking it up in, oh, 30 days when we were doing our next audit. Those tools are golden and that that's really we've have uh, quite a few on board we're gonna go uh crazy with uh ones that actually go compliant to some of our customers needs well so five years ago i was literally having a conversation with a couple of um really smart guys today they they luckily were talking to the the dumb guy in the room and that's me but the conversation was around documentation five years ago was very it was super easy comparatively like you had very you you had a number of check boxes you had a couple of like templates that you followed and it was you know people had servers people had a couple of apps and that was it well now we're having to figure out how to document where doc data is stored and that could be on your server in office 365 well those are the obvious ones right but now you're dealing with like 
Is it in monday.com? Is it in Dropbox? Why did somebody sign up for a personal Dropbox account that we have no management over? You have data in your your VoIP platform. You have data in your ad platform. You have data. Well, now we have data that lives in like 50 different places. Not to mention the ones that are by mistake because someone misclicked and gave it to Honey. You know, or... Oh my God, <laughs> yes. Like, and didn't know what they were doing. Your, you have your HubSpot. You have your ERP. You have... LinkedIn. Like... LinkedIn, right. I mean, goodness knows. Hey, I feel like I'm being called out here. But um <laughs> Follow BJ on LinkedIn. Uh oh, good lord. That is his favorite place. That is his MySpace, and trust me, he's got a lot more than Tom on there. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Love oh, you. God. <laughs> <laughs> he just logs into LinkedIn. Uh, Look at just me and Tom. All right. Yeah, right. Oh goodness! Yeah, I I connect with pretty much anyone on LinkedIn, so feel free to connect at any time. I promise you guys, um, if you're listening to this, if you can go to LinkedIn and just send him a emoji of a duck, that that is all he needs. Chickens or ducks, that's fine. I'm happy with that. Like if you send me an if you send me an emoji of a duck, I will guaranteed accept and reciprocate. He'll send you one back. Don't worry. Maybe two. But oh goodness! Regardless, we have Sorry. to we have to play so whack-a-mole. It's no longer here's your computer, here's the data on the server. Now because everybody's uh, everybody's everywhere, we have to do much deeper audits than ever thought of. And the only real way to get it done is humans can only go so far. Having automated tools to do this is is the must. So we got to get deeper into that. Mm-hmm. It's it's one hundred percent, and it's part of why I think even companies that have in-house IT or think they've got things on lockdown work with a company work with a managed service provider, interview them. Like we talked about this a little bit in one of our previous episodes that I think it was actually the last one, how to interview for help uh, or the last released one. So it's episode 17. But at the end of the day, you need to um, have a guy on your side. Yeah. You need, you need a team on your side. Like it's no longer, even if you have a team of it people, like working with an MSP starts to make a lot of sense just because like we're, we're seeing things that your team won't see working for one company. So like we're a small MSP, right? We have just under 30 clients, but we're seeing 30 different environments. We're seeing threats across 30 different, 30 different, you know, 30 different clients. We're seeing, we keep our ears to the ground on what's coming down the pipe. We keep our ears to the, like we are paying a lot of attention to this. And most in-house people are great. Like they're amazing IT professionals, but like they just don't see the same amount of stuff on a day-to-day basis as we do. And sometimes it means we're way more chaotic than they are, but it's just a function of. I take that bet. Yeah. It's it, and we're we're pretty good. Like I, I, we're I, we're okay. I'm we're I'm, I'm in the trenches. We're we're I toot my own horn. I I, I take that over uh, some guy that uh, still eating the donut in the in the morning as the internal IT guy, not knowing uh, where the fire's next. I call him chaotic. <laughs> well, and <laughs> shots fired. Well, and, right, shots fired. I'm staying out of that. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, but no, seriously, the a big thing. I've personally taken a very solid interest in making sure that our MSP isn't chaotic. I mean, we're there's always chaos, right? Like there's stuff that you can't plan for. But like, how many real emergencies do we have, Robbie? Right now, totally I'm doing honest. a podcast. We have people out of the office due to a sickness and holiday, and I'm still able to sit down and do a podcast with you because we have things under control. It's, my pants aren't on fire and neither is the company's. 
We had three people out of the office earlier this week. And, and, or those maybe and I week. still had downtime. Not that, you know, they were, you know, I'm a lazy person. It's just I was able to crank Some stuff people. out, <laughs> you know, even throw a but, couple of memes BJ's way. It was, it was a oh, good totally. day. At the end of the day, my goal as a company is to not be, to not be emergency driven and not be urgency driven. It's to, it's to understand the problem, prevent chaos from happening and to drive the company forward. Right. And my goal is to do that for ourselves and to do that for you. And or if we can teach you how to do that, fantastic. Well, and if, again, you have some pain point in your company, we'd love to do a whole episode on that. If you need some help, let us know. Send us an email at, uh, you, you, you have the Podcast email. Podcast at etoptechnology.com. Thank you. And our website is businesstechplaybook.com. Bottom of the website, you'll find a link to we Discord. We forgot because it's, it's been like two weeks since we did a recording. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> I'm like, what's... What's my what's our name again? Also, the we Chris- never actually did the intro. My name is uh, BJ Poe with Etop Technology. We're co-host and- of Business Tech Playbook. We just launched into holy cow, guys! Yeah, at the end of the year, if you're on episode 18 and you needed a recap uh, of of who we right. are, go listen to the first episodes. You know, start there. But before we leave, <laughs> I do want to point out and uh, that we had a fantastic Christmas party. I got to go to to Redlands and hang out, <laughs> and uh, I had the uh, a really good uh, Caribbean jerk chicken. And I want to say mm-hmm. that my mouth is still slightly numb. I uh, just wanted to point that out there for the listeners so you, you, you can live a bit of my life. The guy, when I asked for milk, looked at me like I was asking for ketchup on a steak. Uh, oh. it, was, it was beyond himself. So uh, I hope next year it's way, way hotter just for the, just for the sake oh, of conversation. Man. Oh, that's so funny. I, I, never, yeah, I never thought we would ask for mayonnaise or milk at a Caribbean restaurant. So to be I, fair, I asked for ranch. You, ranch. So, All right. Ranch. Yeah, you did ask for ranch. <laughs> So if, you, if if any of you want to come to lunch, I will I will spring for lunch here in Redlands, and we'll go to Dad Island, and you can have the the jerk chicken. It is fantastic. It is a little bit spicy, especially for a you know Minnesotan, a ranch lover Minnesotan. I yes. mean, he's basically Canadian at this point. We okay. That just just opened in my uh, my hometown is we have a uh, was it eighteen hundred square foot cheese store. I, you mentioned that people go it's, in and carry out bags of cheese. It's bigger than one of the grocery stores in the area of just cheese. So, uh, our, uh, you know, I have a different problem. That's amazing. And that's laxatives. Yeah. But anyways, what? Yeah, right. uh, l- well, less is more in 24. Yeah. Uh, come get actually, free lunch from BJ. You actually said something. If anyone has questions they want to ask us on the podcast or around specific topics and you're w- willing to come on, we'd be thrilled to have you. We don't even um, have to have you on. We can, we can you know go over it by proxy anonymous so-and-so asked a question and here's the episode uh but if you are brave enough we have extra mics in we, minnesota or redlands i know right there you go you can even jump on a discord zoom call with us there you discord go zoom to zoom i can't even speak well regardless robbie here's to 2024 confetti noise uh, didn't your tesla play auld lang sign which is the new year's song it, it does yes i mean Mm-hmm. Oh, it's anchors away. Never mind. I forgot what old link sign was. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone.